0: This week on The Startup Life.
1: What if like I was trying to solve the problem of like homelessness or public safety? I thought, you know what, maybe we need to localize these problems to the people. So that's kind of how I created the idea of
0: Fulfill. All right, Startup Nation, so let's take flight with Tiffany Yao, founder of Fulfill, The Startup Life Hey, Startup Nation. Do you enjoy the startup life? Now you can let the world know with gear from the show. Choose from the labor yourself, make your own luck, and making money t-shirts to tell your story of your path of entrepreneurship. Click the link in the show notes to purchase. All right, Startup Nation. So I hope you're ready to receive some value today. We got a special guest in the building today. We got Tiffany Yao of Fulfilled. How's it going, Tiffany?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I cannot complain. I cannot complain, ma'am. And hey, you're, you're talking to us from Philadelphia today, right?
1: Yep, yep.
0: Awesome stuff, awesome stuff. Are you ready to pour some knowledge in the Startup Nation today?
1: Yeah, whatever <laughs> I can dig up, yep.
0: <laughs> for sure. All right, so let's get started. So first things first, Tiffany, tell us about your story about your path of entrepreneurship.
1: Yeah, so honestly, I think I have a bit of an interesting story, and this really goes back to my upbringing. So my parents' dumpling sales basically paid for my diapers, and that's like it's not really my sob story, but it's really like what I define as like my hero's journey and my story of how I got into social impact. Mm-hmm. And so all my life growing up, I thought I wanted to be a doctor because they basically had to drop out of medical school to have me. Right. And so, um, they, so I wanted to be a doctor my whole life and that was something that I, was, I knew like more than anything but once I came into college, I realized that I wasn't sure if that was actually what I wanted to do. So I think the first few years were a little bit tricky and overwhelming. And I'm sure that a lot of people relate <laughs> as well. And so um, I like switched from like all these different studies and I stumbled upon social entrepreneurship and social impact by um, getting exposed to this organization called the Holt Prize Foundation, Right, it's H-U-L-T. Prize and basically, they're a platform that brings together students, university students from around the world to solve the world's most pressing social problems through entrepreneurship, through social entrepreneurship. And the cool thing is that after many different rounds of competition, the winning team is winning a million dollars of Sea Capital and pitching their idea at the United Nations headquarters. And um, nice. Bill Clinton is involved in it too. So it's just like This really awesome organization It has a really like dear place to my heart and uh, basically getting involved with this as a campus director for Penn. Uh, I go to the University of Pennsylvania uh, and uh, getting involved with this organization at Penn in terms of being their campus uh, director and spreading what they do uh, was really what inspired me. I was in charge of putting together a case competition. And basically that year's theme was the refugee crisis in 2016. So there was just like a lot of things going on at the time. I invited refugees to come in and speak about their story. And we were able to uh, have a competition and fund four teams to travel internationally to go to the next round. And they just came back like more inspired than ever. They're like, Tiffany, thank you so much for the great opportunity. This is like the most memorable thing in college and everything. So it was just something that was really self-fulfilling itself. And um uh, basically, from there, I had the opportunity to get more involved with the Holt Prize Foundation. I was selected as one of the top 20 campus directors of the hundreds that they have uh, that year uh, with the event that I had and the programming that I provided to my school. And so I got invited to go to London for their retreat that they have um, the Holt family castle, which is kind of crazy in itself. For a bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. London in a castle. And the funny thing is that before coming to this, so I actually, I mentioned that I go to Penn and I actually got recruited to play golf at Penn. So um, I basically, I just finished playing the Ivy League championship that year okay. and had to drop off my bag, go directly to the airport and then I'm still in competition mode. When wow. I was, so then, um, my experience there was during the opening ceremony. The CEO he had um, this opening speech and everything, and a part of it he mentioned that Holt Prize isn't as present in the U.S. as it is globally, and a goal of his was to expand it by hitting every conference, like football-style conference. So me just finishing competing, I was like, you know what? I think the Ivy League is like a NCAA Division One conference. So like the whole weekend, I kind of thought about this. And my last night there, I asked him like, would you be interested in ha- having like maybe this Ivy League division of a competition? Um, okay. Uh, kind of act as an inspiration platform to inspire other Ivies and other schools to be part of Hold Press. And so. He liked it and I asked him if I could be the one to run this. And then also not really having any plans at the time, I asked him if he could hire me for the summer to do this and he was all for it. So um, that was my first job. And I think just getting that opportunity from them to start something from my own and like really not just build my own skill sets, but learn how to build people. I think that was something that really just transformed my whole experience in the social entrepreneurship sector. So I basically from there over the summer, I created a chapter at every Ivy league university. So it went from one at Penn to all eight. And right now we still have all eight. And last year we had a whole prize Ivy competition at Penn, where we basically gave out $10,000 to the winning team to advance them to the next round. So with all this, I realized that it was still kind of hard to do stuff in the social impact space with Holt Prize, just because, like, I think, yeah, the U.S. is a little different because I think the problem was that the problems that they were solving were more defined as, like, third world problems. Mm. Um, and so it's, like, stuff that you don't really quite see every day, um, like, right. especially in Philly or so on. And, and I thought, like, what if we saw these problems right before our eyes? Like, what if, like... I was trying to solve the problem of like homelessness or public safety, I thought, you know what, maybe we need to localize these problems to the people. So that's kind of how I created the idea of Fulfill, which is the company that I'm currently working on right now. And uh, we launched on July 4th uh, of 2018 this past year. So we're just like a little over eight months old at the moment. Nice. So our mission is to inspire young people to pursue impactful careers by exposing them to social entrepreneurship. And basically, we target both college and uh, high school students. For college students, we have an annual theme challenge around the mayor's goals and the city's most pressing social problems, and we. This year, it's in public safety, so we basically have students competing throughout the year, putting together their own solutions to kind of be part of this challenge. And we have campus ambassadors at over 10 schools in Philly uh, to push this out. So at the moment, we have a network of like almost a 1,000 university students. So it's been like really amazing to see it all come together. So we have this campus ambassador program and everything. But basically, the neat thing is that over the summer, we bring together these students for the chance to stay in Philly, work on their initiatives out of our free co-working space for them. And we provide them like their own like high school interns. And this is where we bridge in the high school program uh, where these students are getting a work fellowship, but they also are being taught how to create their own social enterprise.
0: Gotcha, got you. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you for your transparency early telling me about your parents. I know that had to have been a difficult decision them but I'm pretty sure they are definitely proud of you and the work that you have done and fulfilled there in Philadelphia and stuff like that and thank you for sharing that story I appreciate that
1: of course I think um yeah I think it's something that's like very like close to my heart and I think it's it is like a very touchy thing but I think without that I don't think I would be who I am today and
0: for sure for sure. Let me let me ask you a quick follow up, if I may. You know, you say you were going to go to Penn and and be a you know pre med stuff like that, and then you made that switch. Were your parents a bit disappointed, or were they very supportive from the very beginning?
1: Um, it was a little it was a little tough, honestly. I think gotcha. because like that was something that they were kind of hoping for me, but at the gotcha. same time, I think like the thing was that I think one of my mentors always told me it's like people will always suggest to you a path that they know. For sure. That, well, then I think that was kind of the issue of like them not really knowing too much outside of the medical route. Um, good. And also like, like my family, like no one really knew too much outside of that either. So I think this is just like a whole journey of itself to kind of figure out and navigate. So um, it was kind of hard, but like, honestly, they're really supportive uh, now. And even for our events that we have, like uh, they fly out uh, from California sometimes, too. So, um, yeah. Nice. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm glad I'm glad to hear that. Thank you for sharing that. So, look, we had David Feynman of Flexation, uh here on the show a few weeks back. And he's actually there in the Philadelphia area as well. And he was telling us about the echo space and entrepreneurship and how it's growing there in Philly. What's your take on the Philadelphia entrepreneurial experience there?
1: I think entrepreneurship is actually like just super huge and on the rise in Philadelphia, Uh especially um, when it comes to the impact space. I honestly, like, I tell my staff this and I really believe it that I think Philadelphia is like the Silicon Valley of impact. I think it's just really growing. Um, I've never seen people are just so invested in what they do to make the city better and Mm -hmm. like just because I think we're one of those resilient cities it's like people they all think of like big cities that's like oh New York DC and then we have Philadelphia but um, yeah so I think just like that mentality of us kind of being like a developing city on the rise and just like a really resilient city is something that really brings people together to really collaborate um, with each other more so than I've seen in any other city. And I think that's what really makes Philly special in terms of its startup space. Yeah.
0: Gotcha. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. Tiffany, who or or what inspires you as an entrepreneur?
1: Yeah, honestly, I want to say there's so many people
0: Okay. Uh,
1: I want to say like, mostly like my mom. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, no, I think she's my biggest inspiration. Like she's just gone through so much, um, Mm. like her whole life and everything. And I think the one of the key characteristics of being an entrepreneur, I think is being resilient. You can fail as many times as you want. But uh, it's all about staying in there, hanging in there. And like, just keep doing your best, and I think that's the main thing that I've taken away from her and all that she's been through yeah so
0: gotcha thank you for, thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that so l- let me ask you this because you know you were recently uh, awarded the, you know, you're one of the youngest on rec- on record to win the greater uh, Philadelphia social Innovation Award, which I know you are very proud of so how did you feel when you won and what does that mean to you
1: yeah, honestly one when- I won. I was a little in shock and also just very pleasantly surprised and like that it honestly meant so much. I think mm-hmm. one because just like being an entrepreneur and being in this space, you're so used to no like and just rejection. Um mm-hmm. like we've had a lot of successes, but I always tell people I think we've had four times as many rejections and failures. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah i think it was just really refreshing to like finally get that yes and just finally have something like really awesome happen like we applied all these different things and it's just really hard sometimes but um i think like i think as an entrepreneur and everything it's like just very transparently everyone's always working on their business model like it's never always like completely set and everyone's just testing and trying like feeling fast fixing faster right and i think that um Yeah, so uh, it's always been kind of a grind, but I do think that um, just winning that award was at least, even if we're still trying to figure out what we're doing, at least we know that, like, you know, we really are making an impact and, like, people really do that. So I think that was just really validating of itself, and yeah.
0: I hear that. Thank you for sharing that, because you're absolutely right, Tiffany, because, like, you know, the grind is tough, It really is. And so understanding that you're pushing forward and and making an impact, especially in your space, which I kind of want to get into a little bit. But no, I I definitely can understand how that that kind of helps you get you through those tough times. So I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, of course. So let me ask you this, because, you know, look, millennials and Gen Z are really gravitating towards the social entrepreneurship or impact type of businesses. This business, you know, for what we call and Tiffany, I know you already know this, but this is for Startup Nation, who may not be aware. They really are gravitating to what we call triple bottom line businesses that really focus on profit, people and planet. And I have my theory as to why these two generations are moving into that space so much. But I want to hear your take. Why are those two generations moving into social entrepreneurship so much?
1: Hmm, maybe I feel that the reason why people gravitate towards this, I think it's also really unique to just like where we are in terms of time. I hear that. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, no, I actually explained this to a friend before, like a few years back, but I think it's almost like a relevant theory, like analogous to what happened with like the Renaissance and I think okay. it's it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of interesting, but my theory is that, you know, there's like all these people, like, like before that, like there would be like the times of like plague and everything, like people are just worrying about like staying alive, feeding their families and all these things. And it's like, you only have your priorities set to so much. And, but then like, once you kind of lift that, burden of like disease and poverty up a little bit mm-hmm. you kind of have capacity and bandwidth to focus on other things and I think that's where you really start seeing a lot of like thriving in all these different sectors right like focusing on like what makes you happy and like you know that kind of stuff that you would have more capacity to focus on And I think that's kind of like what's been going on in our space too in the sense of like after like 2008 and everything like there's definitely been lots of like resilience to like bring the economy back up and everything but at the same time it's like I think there is like slightly more bandwidth in terms of that so I don't know that's like like one of my theories but no it's like it's funny because people usually ask me like oh the question would usually be how do we know that like millennials are more impactful and everything but no, I think yeah, that that's like a great question. So, yeah, I think that's probably my answer.
0: Gotcha. No, no, I, I get exactly what you're saying. We definitely live in, I'm not going to say uncharted waters, but definitely some some issues that we have, you know, in the social space, in our world that definitely need addressing to. And I definitely can understand why you want to uh, start for Phil and do the work that you do there in Philly. So I appreciate that answer. A lot of value there. I appreciate that.
2: Yeah, of course. No,
0: thank you. No worries. So, you know, you recently wrote a piece on Medium.com that I absolutely loved. Mm -hmm. I am a 22-year-old CEO who gets mistaken for an intern, and that's okay. So, uh, obviously, it plays to your youth, but it also leads me to this question. You know, the initiatives that you take, you know, with Fulfill, Fulfill.com and Startup Nation. if you want to check out that website, you I'm sorry, Fulfill.org, my apologies. If you want to check out that website, we do have the uh, website link in the show notes for easy access. The work you do at Fulfill there in Philly, you're, you know, you're tackling some big issues there. So what do you say to people when they say, you know, maybe these issues are too big for you to handle?
1: What if the
0: issues are too big to handle? Yeah, what if they're too big for you to handle and take on and tackle?
1: Yeah, honestly, I'm such a huge believer in collaboration. I think for mega problems, we need like mega support. And it's like, it's not going to take one person. Like, fulfill, like, it's like, I'm like, I love what we do and like what we stand for, but like, we're not the one answer and one solution to everything, too. For sure. It's like, it takes a village to raise a child, you know? And it's like, I think it depends on not just us, but it depends on like other people instead of community other like universities and institutions like other like like government and like all these people to really come together for this common cause to really right. solve the problem so yeah it like i think yeah there's big problems but i think with collaboration and just really building on top of each other uh, i think that, like we can move mountains so yeah
0: I hear that. Thank you for sharing that. And Startup Nation, you know, there are other written pieces on the blog at fulfilled.org that if you want to kind of check those out, a lot of great ton, ton of value there, Startup Nation, that you can kind of get some, uh, some uh, content from for sure. So let me ask you this, because, you know, I also saw that, you know, there in Philadelphia, a lot of people, uh, they come to school there, whether it be Temple, Penn, uh, St. Joe's, or wherever the case may be there. But a lot of them often leave after they get their education there, and so I, I know that you decided to stay, and I know you're from from you know from uh, Los Angeles, Southern California. But you know some of those issues that you're tackling in Philly are also you know some of those similar issues are in Los Angeles. So let me ask you this: Why did you decide to stay in Philly and tackle these issues? And do you ever feel guilty about not doing it in Los Angeles at all?
1: Um. Okay. So I guess why Philly and yeah. Uh, going off of that first, I so I guess why Philly? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that's a good question. I, I definitely get um asked this a lot. Like, yeah, why are you here and everything? Like, so right. Soon, um, since everyone else is leaving, I think honestly, I've learned to kind of call Philadelphia as home these past four years. So, like, also some that. context for myself too. I'm um. I just graduated from Penn in May, and I'm continuing to pursue my master's at the moment. Right. leadership at Penn so I'm graduating again in Maine but then um, the reason why is because I think that coming into Penn I kind of found myself and like kind of like that whole navigation process to find like myself and like what I really enjoy doing and what I'm really passionate about is something that really makes Philly a special place for me and I think um if it weren't for like honestly even if it yeah if it weren't for like all the things going on in Philly too, I don't think I'd have the same perspective as I do. And I think it's just a place I really care about, even though I'm not really from here. And so I just really want to see it thrive. And I think Philly, it's a city of a lot of firsts. And I really hope that it can be just that for what I'm doing as well. And I think, yeah, and also like on top of that, like a more logical reason Uh, Too is um, like just being at Penn, um, having access to the resources here, and like knowing some people on the ground already is really helpful for what I'm doing. Gotcha. So, like, that's, like, another reason for sure. Uh, I do want to scale this, like, hopefully to another city in the U.S. and, like, maybe making it coast-to-coast. So, somewhere on the West Coast, like, is the dream at the moment. Um, but right now, just, like, trying to make sure everything is working well here before going into that. But, um, but no, I, I think – yeah, I don't really – necessarily feel bad about not doing it in LA just because of that reason but I know that LA is always home because of like family and everything and like I'll always like it'll always be home and yeah
0: gotcha gotcha And and I think that's a very interesting perspective because you said you know you found yourself in Philly so it feels more home to you than like a place somewhere else so no that completely makes sense Tiffany I appreciate you answering that
1: yeah of course thank you for asking that
0: no worries, no worries. So look, you know, I think entrepreneurs are lifelong learners. They're always in constant professional development mode and things of that nature. So I know you're 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 in grad school there at Penn. And so I guess I'm curious on top of that, you know, what does that mean to you professional development and outside of you know your classwork, what are what else are you learning now?
1: Yeah, I guess um for the classes and everything, I'm learning a lot. I, I studied sociology in undergrad and I taught everything I know about business and startup through just like watching videos on YouTube and asking peers who are a little bit more experienced in entrepreneurship. For
0: sure, for sure. So, like,
1: I'm like, so I like, I'm like a little scrappy in that sense and i like, always learning. I um, hear that. Um, but I think of the degree at the moment that I'm pursuing in nonprofit leadership, it's super specific. Like I'm taking a uh, class called Raising Philanthropic Capital and like how to design and incorporate high-impact nonprofits, and even a class on like social entrepreneurship it's funny yesterday i spoke uh to a social entrepreneurship class at villanova during the day and then i walked to campus to pitch uh something for my social entrepreneurship class assignment (laughs) so it was (laughs) really interesting like no i think life has been really interesting this past year but I think even with taking a class like social entrepreneurship, it kind of teaches me how should, like, what is the right way to teach social entrepreneurship, too? Like, there's no, yeah, and um, there's just, like, there's so many things that I'm learning in the social impact space and, like, through classes and everything. And, yeah.
0: Gotcha. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that for sure. So, let me ask you this, Tiffany. Who are your mentors?
1: Yeah, I guess my mentors, one person uh, would be a guy named Ryan Epley from Rec Philly. He's, um, he was in charge of like partnerships and everything, but now he's like the chief uh, operations officer. And um, basically he, he's just been such a big help. He has been just kind of, I always thought of him as like, having like that eagle's eye of like seeing like what's going on in the field because I think he just knows so many people and he's kind of like oh be sure like maybe like take this approach or that approach and it's just been really helpful um someone who like who really understands what I'm going through Mm -hmm. I think uh some mentors also just like in the university space just like some professors uh as well I think one of the main people who like I I talked a little bit more um a few like more about like a year ago, but uh, his name is Jim Thompson. And he basically founded the Wharton social entrepreneurship program. And uh, so he was my professor and he, I, it was funny. I went to him for advice on like what I should be doing uh, for what I was doing at the time for cold prize Ivy. And, uh, and he kind of took a step back because I also brought up the idea of fulfill and like what I should be doing in terms of like my career path. And he basically asked me two questions if I wanted to pers- like to relate to whether or not I want to pursue fulfill uh-huh. or um, work for someone else like in pursue a more traditional path. And so it was like one, Tiffany, do you have a home? <laughs> and <laughs> no, <laughs> like you own a home. And then two, Uh, do you have kids? (laughs) And the answer was also no. And so I like through that. He really meant was like, what risk do you have at this point in your life? And I realized that, you know what? Yeah. Like being like at the stage that I am, like I don't really have as much risk as I would like later as I would like later on. And um, I think it's like stuff like that um, from him, I think even like just like a lot of like mentors within the whole prize space as well. Um, and yeah, I think there's just so many within that space that like I, it's kind of, I, I probably just shouldn't mention like all their names, but they've just been so helpful in the sense of helping me navigate the education space, but yeah. also just providing guidance for me to really, give me the opportunity to learn and know what I do now. Like before that, like one of my mentors, like I didn't even know how to make like a budget or a sponsorship package. And this was just like a little more than two years ago. So, you know, it's been a lot. And um, so I'm just really grateful for everyone who these networks.
0: I hear that. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. So really quick follow-up question, if I may, you know, tell us a little bit about Warden. For those of us who aren't smart enough to go to Warden, tell us a little bit about it. What what, what kind of place is it?
1: Um so actually I'm not a student at Wharton. Okay. Um but so like yeah, there's like a so I'm at Penn. Um
0: but okay, that's right, that's right.
1: No, you're good, you're good. Um, but I guess maybe can I tell you a little bit about Penn? Yeah, sure. Okay, yeah. So like I think Penn it's like uh it's it's a really interesting space. Um I think the people are what make it really great. Um there's like everyone just wants to learn, especially in this master's program, they just wanna learn how they can improve to like uh help the world and like their mission in that and um in addition to that I think people are just so like ambitious in what they want to do like there's like like sometimes I never know like you never know who you're gonna meet I think um right I think uh even during undergrad like we had like some artists that like performed at the United Nations. We had some people who like like hosted a competition or like met the mayor and like all these different things. And um, even one of my classmates right now, he's like Forbes 30 under 30 and I sit next to him in class. And it's just kind of crazy to see all these people who, um, it's like, they're kind of, they're, they're low key, but they're all doing stuff and working really hard. And I think it's just really inspiring to be able to call them my colleagues and yeah.
0: Got you. Thank you for sharing that. And forgive me, I was conflating because you said one of your mentors uh, taught at the business school at Warden, correct?
1: Oh, yeah. No. He, so he does. But um, yeah. so I'm not in Wharton, but like I'm just like just curious gotcha. and everything. Like I, I, I've I taken some classes there,
0: too. And yeah. Gotcha. Forgive me. Like I said, I was That's conflating. Good. So forgive me yeah, about that.
1: You're totally good. No, I'm like, if anything, I'm like
0: kind of complimented. <laughs> but, no worries. Yeah. No worries. So, look, last question before we go to break. You know, an, a, one of another past episodes, we had Lee Carraher, who is the founder and CEO of Double Forte. And she's also the author of two books. And she said something that I thought was fascinating. She said that the world needs more strong women authors, right? And so I was curious about what do you think about that statement? And do you ever plan on writing a book yourself?
1: You know, that's something that I've actually really thought of this past uh, few months. Um, Okay. I think my thoughts on, like, the world needs more strong women authors, honestly, I'm not I, I'm not sure too much about like the the author scene in terms of like woman and everything. So I don't sure. know like, if a nice answer for that. Gotcha. But I do think like um, the takeaway for that is like, just like having more women in like these like empowering roles to inspire other people. Um, I would love to see that. Um, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I've, it's something that I've almost been blind to for the first few months of pursuing fulfillment all that I do. But okay. I've a lot of times that when I'm at events, I'm like, one of the i'm like one of the only women or one only females like in the room and um it's like it's it's kind of funny how i haven't even noticed that until like much later on but yeah i think i would love to see more women in this space because i think like we have so much to offer and like such so, like such unique perspectives and everything and in terms of if i ever want to start writing a book my goal is actually um and i hope that this pans out to like with all the blog posts that I'm putting together to compile them in some way to kind of go into a theme of like youth empowerment and everything. And like what I believe in. Right. So right now I'm kind of just like writing up whatever I can and just trying to piece that all together. So yeah, maybe it can be like what life is like as a 22 year old CEO. Like I'm not sure, but I think that definitely (laughs) is the goal. And yeah.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Thank you for sharing that. And she basically, you know, was saying pretty much the same thing that, you know, having these women, you know, in in empowerment roles and figures and stuff like that. So no, you're, you're pretty much on par for what she was saying and why she made that statement. So I appreciate your value there for sure.
1: No, thank you. Yeah. No, thanks for asking it.
0: No worries. No worries. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. How you like being on the startup life so far, Tiffany?
1: no this is great and i love your energy when asking the questions i'm like wow i'm like ready to go and answer <laughs> gotcha no.
0: all right startup nation so i hope you're getting great value from tiffany's content but we got to pay a few bills once again my name is dominic lawson this is the startup life podcast and it is powered by the binge podcast network Hey business owner, the Startup Life reach is growing. Wouldn't you like your business to grow with it? Reach out to us to advertise on the Startup Life. You can reach us at 901-857-4818 or you can email me at dominic at askalsolutions.com. I mean, don't get me wrong, like this is a great music to have break on, but wouldn't this break sound a lot better with the same music, but your business being advertised on it? Need more content from the startup life, you say? You can now sign up for the startup life all access pass on the binge podcast networks patreon page there is exclusive content written by yours truly video content where i share even more of my business philosophies and whatever crazy content i can think of out of that crazy head of mine and at only five dollars a month yeah five dollars a month this is more content for you startup nation to really get ahead of your competition so instead of upsizing that meal at your favorite fast food joint you can now invest in yourself on your path to entrepreneurship click the link in the show notes to sign up all right startup nation so let's continue so tiffany Tell us a little bit more about Fulfill and the goals you hope to achieve in the city and the brotherly of love, in the city of brotherly love.
1: Yeah, no. So Fulfill, uh, like I mentioned before, our mission is to inspire young people to pursue impactful careers by exposing them to social entrepreneurship. And mm-hmm. so we're empowering college students and high school students. And also when I said that when we want to pr- like expose them to social entrepreneurship, Um, it's like, we don't really, we're not even hoping for everyone to become an entrepreneur. And like, while I think I'm like, I love entrepreneurship and everything. I think, um, like, I think everyone's a change maker. I think that's also like our vision for fulfill and everything. So like, it's like, whether you become an entrepreneur or like a doctor or a lawyer or whatever it is that you want to be like, our goal is really to make sure that people have that mindset, that impactful mindset of wanting to make a difference in what they do. And that's really the goal at the end of the day. So uh, for college students, we have uh, this annual theme challenge where basically students are competing for the chance to solve the city's most pressing social challenges through entrepreneurship. And we're all about innovating with purpose and doing stuff greater than ourselves. And so this takes place to lead up to our Fulfill final that's going to be taking place in the fall. And we're accepting applications for this, um, even if it's just an idea, like we're all for it. We're accepting it uh, for our first deadline at the end of March and second end of April, like last day of each month. And so yeah, if there are any college students in Philly or beyond who are interested in this, like please, please apply on our website. But basically, the neat thing is that, like I mentioned before, we have a campus ambassador program. And uh, basically, they are in charge of really spreading our mission at the university at a grassroots level. And so we have one campus ambassador per university. uh, At the moment, like with the help of this network, we've been able to influence up to a thousand people. And basically, what they do is around our initiative called City of which I, I think it's like some, one of the things that I personally take pride in. So um, it's like an annual programming that we have um, set around segmenting the year up, the academic year up into three main parts okay. uh, around our core values of empowerment, innovation and impact. And so... Uh, In the fall semester, it's City of Empowerment, and that's when we have our campus ambassadors bring in student leaders and student entrepreneurs to really uh, speak about their journeys and everything. Like, I'm all about storytelling and everything, and just really showing, you know what, there's a young person in this space doing this stuff, and you're totally capable of of, uh, doing it too. Mm
2: -hmm. I think
1: that itself is just, like, really inspiring, um, because it all begins with really believing that I can do this. Uh, next for city of innovation this spring semester we have business planning workshops and ideation stuff going on um, at our campuses so we have like campus tour series and everything where we kind of help students with this process and basically this all leads up to the application portion that I mentioned and so and that leads up to city of impact so city of impact is our initiative where it takes place over the summer where we invite the top few ideas selected to work out of our free co-working space um, for them at um, at WeWork and like other potential partners for co-working spaces. And basically, uh, they're working out of there and they get uh, all these different perks, including like speaking on a podcast that we're going to we're like basically launching up at the moment too. Right.
2: We're
1: actually, um, it's called let's talk impact. So we just want to highlight like change makers and everything like in this space, including a people change makers of our own to really inspire other people to pursue social impact. Yeah. So we have all these perks for them and we have high school students working for them for a work fellowship too. And so it's like, just really creating this immersive environment where just young people are doing things together to make a difference in the community. And yeah.
0: Gotcha. And Tiffany, you beat me to it. I was going to ask you about that later on, but since we're already here, uh, tell me me why you wanted to start that podcast.
1: Yeah, no. So um, I think I actually did mention this too, but um, Mm -hmm. I think my main motivation is just being a young person in this space um Mm -hmm. it's always just an uphill battle and i think that what's always gotten me through at the end of the day is hearing inspiring and resilient journeys of other entrepreneurs right Um, like like a never-ending journey and i'm like people learn things every day and there's always lots of failures that we never really hear about um and i really just want to open the floor for that and share that with other people and hope that inspires them as much as it inspires
0: me. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Thank you for sharing that. Now, Tiffany, I know you have not launched the episode just yet, but by the time this episodes air startup nation, the, the episode will be launched. The podcast will be launched and we have a link there in the show notes for easy access for you to go ahead and hit that subscribe button and check out Tiffany's podcast for sure. Also, because we have a decent size uh, audience in Philadelphia. If that's something you're interested in as far as, like, signing up for Fulfill, uh, go to fulfill.org. We have the link in the show notes for easy access for you to hook up with Tiffany and her team so that way you can get your social entrepreneurship buzz on. So I appreciate you sharing all of that, Tiffany. I really do.
1: No, of course. Thank you.
0: No worries. No worries. So, Tiffany, it's time to brag. Tell us about your amazing team at Fulfill and how you assembled them.
1: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm, like, looking at the um, – we're, like, in a little conference room, and they're just, like, smiling. <laughs> oh, they're
0: all sitting there. What's going on, team?
1: <laughs> <laughs> they say hi. <laughs> gotcha.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Go ahead. Go ahead and brag on them so they can smile some more.
1: No, they're honestly amazing, and I think they're people who inspire me every day. I,
0: I think hear
2: that. It's
1: always, it's always tough uh, to get through everything that we're doing, but with a great team, um, it's, like, it, it makes the job a lot easier. Yeah, I'll mention one of our team members. um, His name is uh, Joseph Lee. And so I actually I think he is like one of the reasons and like or not reasons, but uh, I think he is really a great example and almost like the epitome of like what we do and like what we stand for. And so he actually interned with us over this past summer when we launched up. So basically I like put up a bunch of job applications and just, just hoping for the best for someone to apply. Gotcha. And so it was one of the first few and um, basically um, like he wasn't even sure if he wanted to work with us. Like he had an offer with this other big like media company in Philly and like, and us. so I was really surprised when I heard about this, but basically he's just, um he's just gotten so inspired with like the full, this whole, um, social entrepreneurship sector. He didn't even know what social entrepreneurship was beforehand, but right. just getting so like, uh, worked up and everything about like all that we do and just really believing in our mission, no matter how many times we pivot the business model, just knowing that we are able to inspire people,
2: right.
1: to something impactful. Um, just like his support and all of this has been really inspiring. And, um, in addition to that, like he asked me really shyly at, um, like, I think it was, like, two weeks before his internship was ending. And he was like, Ken, is it, would it be okay if I stay on board for another year? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, of course, like, like, why, yeah, thank you for asking. And so with that, I asked him, like, you want to run our university program? At that point, we had like zero campus ambassadors. But now like he runs all of them. And like he's one of like the main change makers behind the scene. In addition to like all of the other amazing people we have from like Karen, like making our podcast, Kara, they have a lot of Karens and (laughs) Karas. There's a lot of our branding and like Justin for like research and everything. And like all these people. So um, no, they're honestly just great. And I think just their motivation on taking fulfill as something to give them something to not just build themselves but build other people is really inspiring
0: for me to see. Gotcha. And, and let Joe know that I love his swag. I saw the video with you, and Joe, on the website. So let him know I love his swag. And I can see why he does a fantastic job for you. So let him know I said that.
1: No, for sure. Thank you.
0: Yeah. No worries. No worries. <laughs> so, so, so let me ask you this. Uh, so, you know, when we go to org, you know, there's a pop up that tells us about the 2019 public safety challenge that you issued, right? Tell yeah. us a little bit about that.
1: Um yeah so I guess how this started was like for me I actually do think one of the biggest issues of Philly that kind of turns people away is the public safety aspect but when we we also um before we even decided to pursue this challenge we we surveyed people in Philadelphia mm-hmm. and basically we had this yeah we just distributed this survey electronically asking people like what kinds of issues do you think are the biggest ones and we had many different things like really specific and really broad and it all like really went under the umbrella of public safety. So then like we tried our best to define the areas that um, people most resonated with and that's kind of like how we're going about everything and yeah and in addition to that one of the goals of Philly's mayor um, as listed on the city's website is to make Philly one of the safest cities uh, in the country at some point too. So yeah.
0: For sure. Thank you for sharing that. Now, I know one of the points that you, you, you make in that, because I, I, I took a little read through to it, is that, you know, Philly is a sanctuary city. Right. And it actually reminded me of one of the startups that went through uh, Fulfilled Glome that speaks to immigration and stuff like that. And then I also think about, you know, your time with the Hope Prize Ivy and, you know, the 2016 election cycle you know, and your, your, you know, your stance on immigration there. So I want to ask you this, Tiffany, why is immigration so important to you? Is there a personal story there? What, what, what is it about immigration that like really gets you going?
1: Yeah, honestly, I think for the most part, it was basically this whole challenge of immigration. Um, that's really what got me into the social impact sector.
0: Gotcha.
2: And
1: um, so that was the challenge that I had to put together. At right. That and so like that really stuck with me and like, for me like just like also just being a minority too like i like i definitely see like it's something that my guy doesn't talk about too often but i definitely gotcha. went through a lot for that Sure. And, um, in addition to that, like i um, just hearing the teams that I helped fund and everything at the time who were able to compete to the next round for Holt Prize. Um, mm-hmm. They always like incorporated their personal stories and into their pitches and everything. And just hearing them like every time it just always hit home for me. And um, just, I, I just like, yeah, I just really think it's such an important issue. And I think that, yeah, so I think really just, my experience with um, all that I've done so far and just hearing people's perspectives and even inviting refugees from Philly to come in and speak about their personal stories. Cause like Philly has this huge refugee population and I think, yeah, just really seeing stuff that's going on, like on the ground. Um, Cause I think there is like something very like undignifying about like having to leave a place that you call home, you know, sure. um, I think one of the, I read this somewhere, but I think maybe it's some article, but it was like when this one person, when this one refugee came off of their boat um, to the U S like they were asked a question and it's like, they're like, where do you want to be like right now? And then they are like, Oh, I want, I just want to go back home and like be with my family. So it's like people's families are being separated from them. And it's just like, I think it's something that's very touchy, but yeah, I think it's just a really important issue.
0: Got you. Thank you for sharing it. I appreciate that for sure. And I definitely want because I wanted to ask you that because I think there's there's many, you know, catalysts that propel our path to entrepreneurship. And it seems like, you know, and I kind of figured that was kind of one of them for you. So I kind of wanted to to ask you about that. So I appreciate you asking that for sure.
1: For sure. Thank you for asking. That was like, um, that's definitely something that I think I'm really passionate about that um, Mm -hmm. I don't really express too often. So, yeah, thank you.
0: Got you. No worries. So I also want to ask you one last thing and then we'll, you know, move on from, you know, your 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 public safety challenge, because you also highlight the initiative of addressing, you know, sexual harassment and violence towards women. And we're in the Me Too movement and stuff like that. So I, I want to ask you this, you know, have you had any challenges being a woman of color, you know, trying to grow your company? Or if you haven't, what are some of those challenges you anticipate as you move forward on your path to entrepreneurship?
1: That's honestly a great question. I think for the challenges that I faced, like I usually I haven't really associated them with like being a woman of color. Okay. Uh, and also I think that I think also I'm a little bit fortunate to be in Philadelphia too because it's just such a diverse city. Uh, okay. So I think that's been like something that's really been in my favor. And also I think being in the not starting off in the nonprofit space too with all of this as well is something that that kind of helps because I feel like usually it's like there's a lot of women in a nonprofit for one thing, mm-hmm. but also I think it's mostly like in the for-profit space when it comes to like investment and everything that we usually hear like those stories. But for sure. at the same time, so I don't really know. I'm not really sure. Maybe I just I've been blind to it. So maybe yeah, I, I I'm not really sure. So I think so in terms of potential challenges that like I could be facing, um, yeah. I honestly I'm not really sure at the moment. Okay. Uh, we are kind of pivoting to, we're kind of debating between if we want to be a hybrid model or just like just completely revenue generating as a nonprofit. For sure. Um, maybe like that could be an issue if that comes up. But um, at the moment, yeah, just not really sure. And uh,
0: yeah. Got you. Okay. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. So l- let me just, let me ask you this, Tiffany. I'm proud to ask you the toughest question on the show today. Okay. So I'm looking at like your public safety initiative. I'm looking at your goals that you have for fulfill. Once again, startup nation, web link is there in the show notes for easy access. And, and then, you know, you, you talk about how immigration is important to you. And then I know that, you know, I was looking at some of your videos on your website and I saw Andrew Yang, who is running for office, run for president in 2020. So I got to ask you this. And somebody may have asked you this before, but I got to ask you now, Will you run for office one day?
1: Wow. I, no one's ever asked me that before. I nice.
0: So I'm <laughs> going to go ahead and get you on record to get an answer first. Awesome. So go ahead. I'm listening.
1: Honestly, I, I would, I think I would love to, I think, um, definitely it's like one step at a time. Let's just like make well,
0: sure. sure. Oh, no, of course. Absolutely. But, it's just, it's oh, just that I think, see. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: No, no, no. Thank you. I think, um, yeah, no, uh, it's funny because I I met him before even, before he even started running for president, and uh-huh. you know, he's definitely one of the people who inspired me um, because he like he had this book that came out that was like um, like we need to build our cities also like our, our developing cities, which is a mm-hmm. lot of what Venture for America does. So I like I really love that. Uh, but sure. I think, um, but yeah, I I would love to run for office one day. I think that'd be really great. Like as like a complete minority as like minority in terms of race and gender sure. too. You know, but yeah, I guess um it's definitely something that has popped up every now and then. But uh, mm-hmm. at the moment I think I definitely do want to gain more experience in all that I'm doing too. Absolutely. And so hopefully, yeah, hopefully that could be the case one day. Yeah.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Hey, look, I look, I was just taking tally of everything that you have going on, right? And so like when you talk about social entrepreneurship and you know and having you know, you know how you feel about immigration and stuff like that. You know, hey, I'm just, I'm just putting two and two together, Tiffany. That's why I had to ask that. So,
1: yeah, no, I, I'm definitely going to look into more policy stuff after this. <laughs> like, <laughs> sure. yeah,
0: you a point. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. So, uh, let me ask you this because I know you went to Penn to play golf. Do you still play, and how often do you play? Ah,
1: uh, yikes! No, I don't play anymore. Um, okay. Unfortunately, I would love to play again. Like, no, I think golf has just been such a yeah it's been been such um like a a close thing to my heart like growing up um i started when i was like around eight so i basically played almost close to every day of my life until like this past year okay Um,
2: yeah
1: so it's been yeah it's been a lot it's really odd to think that just a year ago like i was golfing like like i don't know how many hours a day like Mm -hmm. i think also it's kind of funny we I think a lot of people underappreciate golf and like the hours that we put in sometimes it's like we leave campus at one thirty and we come back at like 7 p.m and by the time that I'm like done eating and showering it's like 9 p.m so I think like but I think I'm very grateful for it always and I think without it I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now in terms of like knowing how to manage my time and everything because mm-hmm. I think theoretically fulfill just replaced golf and yeah
0: Got you. It, it seems like golf may have kind of prepared you for Fulfill and, and, and bringing about that entrepreneurial mindset. What do you think?
1: Oh, most definitely. I think, um, you know, golf teaches so many interesting lessons. For sure. Like one thing is just like, let's take one step at a time. Don't get too excited just because you made a good shot or you had a good hole. Like I hear no, that. You no. Know, um, sure. And then I think also just like being, I think I'm a huge proponent of just the concept of humility. Mm-hmm. Like, you never know. You have – everyone has their good days and their bad days. And, like, just because something fantastic happened, like, you never know. And, you like, you can't stop working hard. Like, I think that goes with, like, any sport too. So, I think there's just so many, like, complex aspects to it that, yeah. So –
0: Gotcha. Thank you for sharing that. So, look, Tiffany, last two questions and I will give you back your Wednesday, I promise.
1: No, no, I love talking about this stuff. It's like, it's making me think a lot.
0: No worries, no worries. So, look, Tiffany, I believe all entrepreneurs have a superpower. What's yours and why?
1: Oh, my goodness. (laughs) A superpower. I think, uh, like, looking at my staff, I'm wondering what what they would say. I think, um, I'm like, I'm huge on branding. I think. Okay. I think um, I'm really keen when it comes to branding in terms of like, oh, what should be pushed out? What shouldn't be pushed out? Like how we look like to the public and like our audience and everything. Uh, I think that's really important because I I think that without that branding aspect, I don't think we would have been where we are, we would be where we are today in terms of just like getting our name out and everything. Gotcha. Uh, uh, in terms of, I think that's one thing, but I think beyond that, it's like maybe it's something that, even makes me feel kind of funny to say it was like the whole concept of like humility as well (laughs) but then uh, I think um I think execution uh I always do my best like if I set a deadline I always follow through with it I um, know that and everything and so I think I've definitely demonstrated that like to myself um maybe to other people as well like who just like I want to launch whole prize IV and then it happened we raised $10,000 for it or like I think I'm gonna launch fulfill like we hired like two like four interns over the summer we have like eleven now. And you know, so it's just like just like really pushing for getting stuff done, but just doing my best to go beyond and like making a good experience out of it for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um maybe event planning. Uh I love like just making like great events and uh making sure people have good experiences. Okay. Oh so, yeah, I think just making people happy sometimes <laughs> but yeah. So
0: um know. Yeah. I hear that. I hear that. Thank you for sharing that. And Startup Nation, if you want to book Tiffany for your podcast or for a speaking event, uh, you can go to tiffanyyao.info. We have the link there in the show notes for easy access as well. And before I ask my last question, Tiffany, I just want to say it has been a pleasure and an honor to have you on the Startup Life podcast. You have been an amazing guest and you've given us great value uh, all episode long. So I just wanted to say thank you so much for coming on the show for sure.
1: No, thank you so much, Dominic. I really appreciate it. And again, I love your energy and just all your enthusiasm. And I'm just really grateful to be here.
0: So thank you. No worries. No worries. So Tiffany, I'm actually going to give the microphone to you because there's an entrepreneur out there who either A, is you know feeling stuck in their business and they're getting ready to quit or B, they haven't started their business and they're a little fearful. Give them a little entrepreneurial motivation today and tell them that they, why they should keep going or move forward.
1: Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is always asking why, and it's like, why are you doing this? It's like for me, it's like no one hired Tiffany to run Fulfill or to start Whole Foods. I mean, like you hired this, like you hire yourself for this, and I think that's mm. something that is always really powerful to remember. Because it's like no one asked you to do this, and it's like, why are you doing this? And especially in social entrepreneurship and social impact, I think it's also like, it's like what makes you the right person like why am I the right person to solve this problem so that other people don't have to go through it or you know and, and just like just like asking a lot of why like why are you doing this and um why are you as a person doing this and um yeah so I think that's the biggest piece of advice and I think always just to keep grinding I think life is always a hustle um <laughs> especially I think I've gotten used to like the first knowing the first few years of doing this too it's like I'm ready to eat dirt too because I think it's just like it's always a lot and it's always an uphill battle but I think if you know like that this is like the impact that you're creating whether it's in social impact or not um like whatever outcome that you're creating at the end of the day and like why it motivates you and why it makes you happy I think that's really that's really the biggest thing uh like what what Keeps you going to like what makes your heartbeat and like what keeps you awake at night, and yeah. So, I think just always asking why, and just like I think there's that one proverb too, it's like fall down seven times, like stand up eight, just like keep going. It's like you don't fail until you actually believe that you do. So, I think it's just a lot of just resiliency and.
0: Got you. Thank you for sharing that. You know what? One last question because I was just on your website and I got to ask you this, right? Uh, you're a stage magician? Yeah, I you am. got to tell you. That's a story. You got to tell me about that.
1: Yeah, no. So uh, please check me out on YouTube. So um, I think it's actually really funny. Um, So my when I was in kin- no, not even kindergarten, when I was in preschool, what happened was. Like, my parents had dropped me off at school. No, my mom dropped me off at school. And then she came back and, like, the teacher was like, oh, like, your daughter's been crying the whole day. And then I think she found out that it was because she left and, like, I was just, like, really quiet and didn't want to talk to anyone. And so then, um, like, my parents were like, oh, my goodness, what do we do? And then my grandpa was like, let's just put her on the stage. Like, you know, she'll, <laughs> she'll get used to it. And then, so he learned magic from his close friend um, before. And so he kind of, Taught me everything that I know, and it's always just been like a grandfather-granddaughter bonding uh, activity. And yeah, so we, like, uh, I think some background on that. Uh, I I started when I was like four. <laughs> okay. I, I started school early too, so that was kind of the context behind that. Um,
2: gotcha.
1: So it's that, and but uh, I kind of just kept going with it. It's always just been a hobby. Nothing I took like too seriously, but at the same time, I found myself being a member at the Magic Castle, the Hollywood Magic Castle as a junior member growing up. And then also um, getting invited. But I couldn't perform because of golf, but I got invited to perform at America's Got Talent like when I was younger.
2: Right.
1: Um, so... Again, yeah, that's like, that's some stuff about me and magic, but I specialize in um, stage magic and like dove magic. So like I'll make birds appear out of like whatever you want, like a book or fire or whatever it is.
0: (laughs) Gotcha. (laughs) Gotcha. I appreciate (laughs) that. Do you, do you do any, when you do like team building with your team, do you break out any magic during your team building exercises or no?
1: You know what? It's funny because we just sent out a survey uh, asking people what their strengths are, what they think they can teach and what they want to learn and so maybe i can teach magic so
0: like i don't know nice yeah. <laughs> nice thank you for indulging me i appreciate that <laughs> so that's going to conclude this episode of the startup life did you enjoy being on the show tiffany
1: yes thank you so so much uh yeah i just really appreciate like all that you do and i, I love entrepreneurship and just like the whole mentality and everything around it and mm. yeah. thank you so much for all that you do and for really
0: highlighting that, so yeah. No worries, no worries. All right, startup nation. So here's my final take. On your path to entrepreneurship, maybe it's not one for you to, to build this massive company. Maybe you want to use your entrepreneurial mindset to solve problems in your city, or in your country, wherever the case may be. And Tiffany Yao is a great example of that. She's unapologetic about what she wants to do, and she understands that she's trying to leave a positive impact on the world, and I wish her much success on that. If you want to let us know what you think about the show, have an idea for a show topic, or like to advertise on our show, please send us a message on the Startup Life Podcast Facebook page. And while you are there, like and follow our page as well. It's a way for us to engage with you, Startup Nation, and really grow our community. The link is here in the show notes. Subscribe to the show as can now be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, or whatever your favorite platform to get your podcast on. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts and you find our content valuable, please give us a 5-star rating as it will help us climb the charts and help more people find our show. Also, don't forget to sign up for the Startup Life All Access Pass to get exclusive content. This is exclusively on the Bench Podcast Network's Patreon page. And hey, if you have an idea, be about that life, the startup life. Hey, startup nation. I see you hanging around a little bit, huh? Waiting for that extra content. All right, check it out. You
1: know, so what are the, what are the things about that issue that you're drawn to and then start digging into that? What are people doing? What are they doing around this
2: issue? What are the conversations they're having? And then you're going to start to see where you might be able to fit in and add value
0: from one powerful woman to another, That is New Yorker and international best-selling author, Kirsten Bunch. So subscribe to the Startup Life Podcast on all of your major platforms. So that way, when that episode is uploaded, it'll be right there waiting for you. So until then, Startup Nation, you got a company to grow. Get out of here.